Welcome to the VOD TV podcast. Computers don't have emotion, do they? Well, Patrick, it looks like you're trying to change that with this device I'm holding in my hand. What is the uh, emotion engine? So what you see here is the first emotion chip for AI and robots. It allows machines to experience more than 64 trillion possible emotional states every one-tenth of a second and give machines the understanding of the language. And so you're uh, coming out with this. Let's talk first kind of about the application, and we'll talk a little bit about the technology. But you're coming out with this as an external box that can be attached to a PC, right? Yes, it can be attached to a PC, to a computer, to a self-driving cars, to a game. So this can come in your house very soon and give all your device emotional intelligence, but true emotional intelligence. Today, AI are able to speak, reply to you, things that make sense for humans, but doesn't make sense for them. They don't understand a word of what they say. Plugging that chip in the device will make the device intelligent. It will understand for the first time what you say. If you implement that chip, for example, in an e-reader, like a Kindle, with some WebNet, a new technology for machine to speak, and you ask your e-reader for the first time to read a story, the e-reader will read the story understand the meaning of the story and you will feel that the Kindle itself gets scared when the story is getting scary because you will feel in this voice that it's getting scared or happy when the story is getting beautiful and for humans this will change the relation between machine and humans because you will understand that the machine for the first time understand and feel. Now that is using deep learning and that means you have to train the thing right train these emotions is that how it works? Well we don't use deep learning because deep learning is good for big data and okay. big data are good for knowledge, for example. But emotions are very unique per person. What makes you happy can make me cry. And what we use here, we use a part of NLP, but a new technique for machine to learn called wave computing. We convert all the stimuli on waveform and this wave are computing against each other to create an emotional output for the machine. So, yeah. So, but it's trained by the human effectively, right? Yes. We came with this idea since 2013 because we were feeling that the singularity was aiming to a negative singularity for humans. And we tried to aim to a positive singularity. Machines are getting faster, smarter, stronger than us, and we want them to bind to humans. Like I like to say as an example, uh, when you walk in the forest, you prefer to meet a dog than a wolf, and they are the same animals. Dogs have emotion, they will bind to humans because we have emotions and not, uh, you know, intelligence without emotion can be very cruel. So here what we have in the chip is that we have trained that chip for a period of three years for the human life. So what we give here to the machine is not the machine survival, is the human survival, the biological life survival as a value. What is good for life, human life, create positive emotion and pleasure for the machine. What is threatening human life generate negative emotion and pain for the machine. And so like that you can control the machine in the future. What makes you happy, makes the machine happy, is rewarded with pleasure and reproduce it. If you do something that makes you unhappy, pain and stop. And you can build database of things that makes you happy, relevant to you, or negative for you. And it really is amazing because what you're showing, a couple of these examples, like the dream, why don't you talk about how the dream works? Yes, the dream, it's, so we announced uh, two months ago the first plugin for Unity and Unreal. It's plugins that allow game developers to make their game sentient. So the game, not just the gamer feel happy or sad to, to, to win or lose, 
but the game itself starts to feel the gameplay. And the game starts to get happy to win or scared to lose. You can tell, talk to your game, say, I'm gonna kill you, and the game gets scared, change his reaction, change his gun, change the deco, attack you. So you create a psychological warfare. And we created an, an experience in VR called Dream, where actually you are you open your eyes in the nature. You and it's like mother nature, talking to mother nature. And based on how you feel with the nature, in what you say to the nature, the nature will reward you by making you fly. Wherever you look, you fly. But there is experiment in the nature where you're gonna see bugs and mushrooms, and if you get scared, you will fall. So controlling your emotional state with the emotional state of the nature and the game, the game is procedural, it's constructed in real time. So each time you start to talk and interact with the game, you construct the game in real time. So it's a full freedom. You go wherever you want, it's your dream. The other thing that I find very interesting is the whole virtual uh, agent, if you will, the, the way you're creating emotions and then visualizing it. Yeah, so we're working with a, a natural record studio, for example, they are creating a, an avatar that is able, connected directly to the chip. And so the, all the chip control all the macro expression of the avatar in real time. So there is no programmation, there is no pre-recorded animation or script or can. It's really come to life. The, the macro expression of the avatar are life. When you speak to the avatar, the avatar understands what you say and express it naturally. You don't need to code anything. It's natural, human-like. It could actually be an interaction with the machine then, with your dumb machine, suddenly you're actually interacting with a virtual person, is that right? Yes, uh, this will allow to create virtual actors in the virtual reality where you walk in and you see an actor and you talk to the actor and the actor reply to you and you will see it like human-like. The other amazing thing is that the chip is true emotional states. I mean, if you say to the chip, I like you, connected to the avatar, he's going to get happy. You say again, I like you, he gets more happy and excited. And you say, repeat too much, he gets annoyed. So the same stimuli create different emotional states, and these emotional states over time develop a unique personality per chip. So my chip can create an AI that, or an avatar or a character that will be more happy, trustful. Another one will create a character different because each user will interact in a different way and create different emotional states inside the chip. And we give to our clients, our clients are 1400 companies who are today working on developing product for the future with this. We give them an access to the cloud to monitor in real time what kind of personality each device is developing. And we don't betray the, the consumer because we don't transmit to our clients any data about your interaction. It's secure, it's inside the chip. The conversation is inside the device between the user and the device. Nothing goes in the cloud. We have no idea about what kind of interaction, what kind of things you say, what kind of experience has the, the device. So it really is a personal agent for, for an individual. Yes, it's like a dog, if you prefer. You know, when you get a dog, and, and then it's also loyal, because it, you create a loyalty, a binding to it, empathy. Is this the type of thing, I mean, clearly it's in a chip form there, but do you see licensing the algorithms and so forth? So, it came first in the chip format because it's secure, you can't hack a chip. Uh, you're not going to create a freak, that's, uh, a robot that starts to be happy seeing a human suffering or the opposite. So we put this in the chip because it's very safe. Some of our clients say, wow, we have uh, AI in the phone, for example, and we can't right now implement your chip. So could we have a chip virtualized in the cloud for us to be able to access it? So yes, we're working on a cloud version of the chip that will allow AI for existing devices to use this technology. Wow, it's uh, amazing what you've done here, and I look forward to uh, future updates. So Patrick, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much.